Check one, two, bitch. Welcome to the Holy Hands of Throwing Fist podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. And this is episode 2D. There's actually plenty of things that D stand for. We agreed upon double leg takedown. And I'll give a little, uh, I mean, who doesn't like a double leg takedown, right? If you know what it is, you like it. If you don't know what it is and you're a new... Uh, Family, friend. Who doesn't know the words double leg or takedown. Yeah, you basically take someone down with double legs. Um, honorable mentions for the D this week are um, disqualifications. Because two weekends ago, uh, there was two disqualifications in uh, one night. Um, so there's that. and then another- Well, I mean, I think the most obvious season two letter D is you flip that around a little bit and we just do it for D2, the best Mighty Ducks movie ever. I thought it was just the best movie ever. Oh. Ducks fly together. Quack. 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 (laughs) All right, so we're recording this on Fat Tuesday. Um, We missed, for the first time since Christmas uh, last week, uh, I was really down to record last week. We were on vacation. Uh... Humble brag, we were chilling on the beach in Turks and Caicos for our February sun trip. (laughs) Seriously, though. And I was like, we are definitely going to record. I figured out what programs we were going to use, how I was going to upload it from my cell phone. I started working on the top five. He brought an extra case with all his microphones. (laughs) Yeah, I checked that bag. And uh, we wound up not doing shit except just falling asleep at like 8, 15 every night. Yep. Sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Here we are. It's but, fucking... but this is good because we're back on Fat Tuesday, which is the day before Ash Wednesday, which is when Lent begins. Mm-hmm. And I had a major freak out because I forgot that's what today was. And I never decided what either I'm giving up for Lent or what we're giving up for Lent. And Speak for yourself with that Catholic shit. <laughs> True that. Orthodox um, people don't get to choose. That's that's very true. But me and Jennifer, we always give up something. You do. You're very good I, at I it. I always do. Jennifer always does, and, and it's so good. But I have no fucking idea this year. Oh, you know. You remember. I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, about two months ago, Anna decided that she was going to give up Amazon for all of Lent. How good is that? It's amazing. It's something that is actually really difficult, and she enjoys doing things that are difficult for Lent. Um... But she forgot that she had said that. I reminded her. and then I she- totally forgot. But now, I remember, we were in your mom's freaking kitchen. So oh, if I have the was? visual, then I know it happens. <sighs> so. I'm, gonna th- I'm going to think about it. I will, um, I will think about it. I'll just say, which I thought was sort of interesting. I brought it up at work, and people were trying to be funny. So uh, one woman at work was like why don't you give up wearing yellow that's gonna be so hard for you like ha 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 which Mm. sort of was like that won't be so hard and janine suggested i give up water because i'm always carrying around my water bottle that's a great 48 ounces yeah it's like fantastic i'll be dehydrated dehydrated and not wearing any bright colors anymore that's fun go jesus (laughs) i'm gonna dump your ass if you just dehydrated and ain't got no color on you all right. Well, um, um, go ahead. <laughs> what are you giving up then? I don't know. I'm not deciding. 
lying live on air, okay. then I can't go back and lie. That's true. <laughs> Last year, we went to church every Sunday for Lent, and that was actually really nice. So get your shit together, listeners and friends. Yeah, give up some... Make some freaking sacrifices, for yeah. God's sake. God. All like, right. Literally for his sake. Um, one of the fun things that happened during the week that we took off was Israel Adesanya and uh, Yoel Romero had like a weird press conference thing where Yoel Romero was like big brother on the back of the screen oh, uh, yeah. projected in New Zealand uh, because the fights were in New Zealand last week for the UFC and Israel Adesanya was sitting on the stage and uh, Adesanya I guess I think it happened there and it wasn't during another press event. But Adesanya, uh, <laughs> who we have told you about as being this like cool, young, slick, suave, clever, witty guy. Yeah, the style bender. The style uh, bender. Super cool. So he's kind of all for two right now in the uh, going back oh, and forth did. with Yol because you'll remember he lost the dance competition with uh, against Yol a couple weeks ago. This time he put his foot in his mouth and said that he was going to make Yol Romero crumble faster than the twin towers. Uh, little harsh uh, some people said too soon but I gotta say everyone who was really offended and really had a fucking problem with it and was called him a piece of shit and said that he should fucking be like cancelled and all that stuff nobody's from New York and I didn't really hear anyone from New York have any fucking problem with it I mean whatever you I kind of don't have a problem with kind it of don't have a problem, I understand man. maybe yeah. it's because I was not directly affected but like I mean, it's still fucking clever yeah and it's in the zeitgeist. And you always say, never forget. <laughs> that may have been too far, so... Yeah, I mean, we're going to get people to talk about us now. Uh, <laughs> yes. This weekend's fights uh, include UFC Fight Night 169. We got uh, Joseph Benavidez fighting... Uh, this is a good one. I know. I typed <laughs> it up, everyone, and I was not going to say it. Dievason Figueredo. Figueredo. Figueredo, yeah. Like, that D should probably be an R, but whatever. Uh, Someone yes. spelled it wrong a couple generations ago. Um, Joseph Benavidez is fighting for the 125-pound belt. I guess Figueredo is, too. Um, but what I totally forgot about Joseph Benavidez, it's like the fucking coolest thing ever. He's married to the commentator, Megan Olevy, who's one of our favorites. We love Megan Olevy. Um, yeah. And I don't think you knew until recently they were married. I didn't. You told me not recently. I forgot, just like you forgot about giving up Amazon. Oh, my God. And then Can we not talk me. about that anymore? Yeah. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I love it. It's like when I found out in uh, third grade that one of our teachers was dating the school uh, the, the school janitor. That's no, it's so parallel fun. Right there. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Great. And they're really cute together. Apparently they were on live with, uh, what the fuck's that guy's name who replaced Regis? Who replaced the guy who replaced Regis? I don't know. Kelly and, and, and uh, Seacrest. Oh, it is Ryan Seacrest? Yeah, they were on it today. Oh. And uh, They were? Yeah, they, big. they were on it or I saw it on Instagram today. So maybe it was a repost or something. But Joseph Benavidez uh, put Ryan Seacrest in the well-deserved guillotine. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. So, so anyway, he's fighting this weekend for the uh, title, which is super awesome because it's the flyweight division. and No one gives a fuck about it because it's the lightest weight of all the men's. I give a fuck, and I don't think any uh, fight business should be giving up divisions. I just It doesn't make sense. These guys want to fight at that weight. Let them fight. So go Joseph Benavidez. Also on the card is Felicia Spencer 
we're definitely rooting for her. She was like one of the very few female fighters who has ever like went the distance with Chris Cyborg. Oh, and yeah, I think I that's like super noteworthy. A loss is a loss, but still she she gave it her all. And is there anyone else on that card you wanna Megan Anderson. Call out. Yeah, I guess who's Megan Anderson? Uh, I still don't know how I feel about her. I, for, I forget why I got pissed off at her for a second. Was it because like, she was Australian? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and yeah. She's, her, she spells her name Megan. But it's Megan. But it's Megan. So. Anyway, that's this weekend. It's on uh, ESPN+. Plus, so it's free if you have ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's jump to the top five of the week. Do, 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 do. Okay, uh, top five of the week. Do you want to start it off? Yeah, I'll start it off. Number one on our top five, which of course has a couple of subcategories, is UFC Fight Night from this Saturday night. It was UFC Fight Night 168. The um, action was in New Zealand, which was was cool, but the I was super excited about the main fight. I, I don't know that George was quite as excited, or I think not. He, he wasn't as excited. He didn't want to be disappointed because mm. it was um, Paul Felder versus Dan Hooker, and they are both like really strong dude animals. That was one of the fight of, fight of the year contenders. I think we were watching it, and it was it was painful to watch in terms of they were both just giving it. It went five full rounds. They had been talking shit about one another um, leading up to this. Hooker's was, from New Zealand too. Yeah, which is a big thing, but. Hooker got all freaking upset in the lead up to it because to start off like their interaction back and forth on Twitter, Felder like, and I've been looking for this image and I can't find it, but Felder like tweeted a picture of like a hooker, yeah, hooker and was like, "I'm coming, uh, you got some loving or hey, you want to fight?" That's what it was, something like that. Like, hey, you looking just for a fight? Silly. That's kind of pathetic. Not something to get angry over. And then he did, and then Hooker didn't even fucking touch gloves at the beginning of yeah, the fight. Yeah, I was not down with that. No, but. I will say, so um, Hooker ended up winning a decision, a split decision. I thought uh, Paul Felder could have won, but it was what it was. Um, And they were both, like, toe up. So they took a picture together when they were in, like, the emergency room of the hospital because they were both broken. Those are always cute. And Felder posted the picture first with, like, a fine caption. But then Dan Hooker posted the same picture and was just like, at the end of the day, we're both just dads trying to support our families. I was like, wow. It's pretty sweet. Pretty Uh, sweet for a hooker. (laughs) Dirty New Zealand hooker. (laughs) Um, It was honestly a fucking super awesome fight. I really want to rewatch it again. Uh, I also scored it to uh, Felder 3-2. But like we were saying the whole time, like he's in New Zealand. Like he would have had to knock... Uh, hooker out to win because there was no way that the judges weren't going to give it to the home guy, mm-hmm. especially something that was like relatively close. I don't think it was necessarily a robbery. I want to rewatch it and we'll see what's up. We've been since we started the podcast, we've been scoring fights more, which we never really did, and I like that. So we should yeah. uh, continue doing that. Um, 
I think this whole weekend, and we'll get to what happened with Fury and Wilder, this weekend was just like a whole lot of brain damage, man. There was a whole lot of like emotional brain damage going on. So Felder like kind of took off one of his gloves because if you take off both your gloves and leave them in the middle, that's one of the traditions that uh, MMA is sort of like adopted from like collegiate wrestling or international wrestling where they leave their wrestling shoes when they retire. Um, so you I took didn't like, know that. That's so interesting. Yeah. So he took one glove off, like he was trying to retire, and he was saying that he was like thinking about retiring, and it might be his last fight. And then Hooker like stopped him from like taking off the other glove and like raised his hand, and it was like this really sweet thing. I really think he was just like super emotional and having like fought this crazy fight. And it's like one of those things where now I kind of look at it and I'm like, none of these guys are in the right frame of mind ever to be talking. No, they shouldn't fucking be putting mics into people's faces faces after a loss. And then like Hooker was also like pulling his shorts down because like oh my god, Ravens yeah. was. Like scandalized by almost seeing a New Zealand hooker dick. Hooker dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's cute to move on. We just want to move on to another fight on the card. Was our girl Carolina? We were rooting for her versus a new uh, Chinese fighter. Her last name is Yan. Yan also kind of killed her. You said Carolina. Carolina wrote in the most... She's a really fucking sweet girl from Poland. She wrote on Instagram. She's like, I've never not felt okay after a fight. And she's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Because I think she basically broke uh, not her orbital, but some other bone that's around her eye. So she was in a lot of pain. Uh, Jan was just like really... Gave it to her pretty bad. And it leads into one of uh, the other notes that we made over here. Chinese women are killing the game in MMA right now. Like, literally killing it. There's no... it's There's no, like, question whether or not they win. Well, there's... We'll see. We'll see what happens with Wiley Zhang, who is also the, the 100... 15 pound strawweight champion who's fighting Joanna Yonjacek, who was, of course, the champion of strawweight uh, for mad long, for what felt like forever. So, uh, so far, Wiley Zhang's been fucking people up left and right. She's no. the other Chinese woman killing it in, in MMA, and we'll see if she gives it to Joanna. We'll, so. we'll see. Our other shout out is Angie Overkill Hill. Angie Hill! I think we talked about her before. Because we love her on Twitter. She is like a sweetheart and a killer. She won the four of her last fights, and all of those fights have been in the span of one year. She won five times in one year. That is, to even fight five times is wild, and then to win four of them, and the one loss in there was to Jan, who we just told you killed Carolina. Yeah. So, Angie Overkill Hill. We watching you, girl. Yeah, man. Um, You want to talk about what else we saw this weekend for fights? Yeah. So, number two on our top five, we actually, you you all knew because we're like, we're not hanging out on February 22nd or whatever Saturday was because it was also Bellator Dublin. Honestly, I don't think we have like so very much to say about the card other than... It was chill. It was a chill, good card. The crowd was... Really excited. Look, yeah, the crowd to it. The crowd was really good. I would say it's better than an average crowd, but like Dublin is almost set the bar too high. Where like usually right. their fight nights are fucking crazy, and then also this one was just like marred with uh, two 
injury uh, headliner changes. So, like, James Gallagher was supposed to headline, and then he got hurt and he pulled out. Then they made Peter Queeley, and then Peter Queeley got hurt and he uh, pulled out, and then they made it, uh, who, Leah McCourt, right? Yes. Is that your name? Who we were super excited for, and she did win, which was cool. The only other thing we wanted to shout out from Bellator Dublin was Will Flurry. Um, we have seen him fight before. Yeah. And he won, and he's from Tipperary, the county that I am from in Ireland. So yeah. So that's, like, super cool. And he reps the tip colors. Yeah. So we double like him. Up tip. That's what they say over there. Um, also, a uh, quick shout-out to my girl, Elena, who's a mm-hmm. Greek girl uh, who fought and lost, unfortunately, to Beck Rawlings, who's uh, some Australian chick, since uh, I guess the theme is that I hate Australian chicks, <laughs> <laughs> which is not really true. But uh, she, I, I forget why Beck Rawlings is famous. I think she like did like bare-knuckle boxing or yes, something like that. Yes, that is exactly it, so now that you said fuck, it out man? loud. She, like, I'm pretty pissed at uh, she beat up my girl from Greece. But now I have a new person to follow in Bellator, and I hope she has a long, successful career. Um, rounding out the fights this weekend. Wait, there was- so, yeah, we went from our from 11 a.m. to approximately 5 p.m. Yeah. With Bellator. Approximately 4.30, because we were watching two screens. Yeah. Uh, we put on UFC Fight Night 168. But the night wasn't over at 10 o'clock for us. No. Whatever time. We went to my brother's apartment and watched uh, his favorite boxer, Deontay Wilder, fight Tyson Fury in the rematch. Um, If you guys remember, we're big fans of heavyweight boxing on this podcast. And if you remember, my brother and I actually went to the original fight in L.A. at the Staples Center uh, last December or December 2018. So they finally had the rematch. Um, crazy fucking fight. Uh, basically, should we start with the walkouts or should we start with the end? What do we start do with the end? Okay, it, it adds to all the other comments, I believe. Tyson Fury beat the fuck out of Deontay Wilder so bad that mad people watching were like, "This fight has to stop." Twitter was saying it. Everybody at the party that we were at were saying it. People were fucking texting me like, yo, this fight has to stop. And then the second in command or even like third in command in uh, Wilder's corner threw in the towel. During the seventh round. During the seventh round. Um, So uh, big loss for my brother's favorite boxer. Super unfortunate. But I guess, yeah, we'll go back to how the whole night started with the walkouts. Uh, Tyson Fury came out first. <laughs> he looked super chill backstage. Oh my god! We yeah, the backstage was where you look at Wilder, and he was focused. He was warming up. Crazy idea. And fucking Tyson Fury was like dancing for the <laughs> camera, and like maybe picking out shoes he was gonna wear later that night. Yeah, I'm so unclear. Hanging about out what with that his brothers was. and stuff, yeah. and like. Grabbing ass. So we were all like, ooh, this is not a good sign. And then Tyson Fury comes out um, on a fucking throne. Yeah. Like Home Slice doesn't even walk yeah. out for his walkout. Oh, to um, a really like sort of depressing song. Do you remember what it was? Am I making up that it was Patsy Cline? It was Patsy Cline. Wow. Oh, wow. Good right? memory, babe. Out of my asshole. Yeah, yeah. I forget what song it was, but it was definitely Patsy Cline. So, just strange walkout. Yeah, shout out to Monica, who actually, I was like, what song is this? Yeah, <laughs> immediately she knew. 
Um, and then, so then Deontay Wilder comes out, and he, because as my brothers t- uh, told uh, me and uh, anyone who will listen, uh, he struggles with anxiety, I guess, like right before the fight. So he got into this habit of wearing like super elaborate masks to cover his face. Uh, and this time he wore comp- uh, like this freaking crazy costume that looked like he was a Transformer or like Shredder <laughs> yes. from the Ninja Turtles. I and like that one. Uh, apparently, did Patrick Grady send us that meme, or did you send it to him? I sent it to him. Whatever. Yeah. Patrick Grady was loving those walkouts too. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, I, I guess we'll just get to the point that, like, today, days after uh, Deontay lost, um, he is kind of like saying that he he wasn't really hurt that bad, and he is exercising his rematch. Uh, clause in his contract so he's going to get a rematch I guess within the next six months and he partially blames the reason for his <laughs> loss to the fact that his suit was too heavy his and, armor yeah his armor and his legs were basically out uh, from under him before the fight even started so um, as someone who uh, represents uh, this couple that is very uh, meaning us uh, that okay. are very freaking overly prepared and like pretty well practiced I feel like you should have practiced walking around in a fucking suit before you decided to walk out in armor before the uh, <laughs> biggest fight of your life but you know. obviously we were discussing this uh, through our phones and I have to shout out Slick's very slick comment and I quote want to know whose legs weren't tired from walking to the ring (laughs) the guy who was carried there pretty slick pretty freaking slick um, <laughs> I also saw on Twitter today that uh, some anonymous fucking person said this and it was really funny because just Twitter is just so hilarious sometimes. This guy was like, I bet you more than anything that during the rematch, Tyson Fury walks out just carrying a 45 pound weight. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be genius. Wouldn't it? That would be so funny. Or maybe that would fuck him up. Oh man, so talking about rematches and recycling, I just realized the pattern over here. So why don't you give us uh, number four in the top five? <laughs> am I giving Am I giving number four? Yeah. Uh, number four is really exciting. UFC Dublin was announced. So we just spoke about how Bellator was there. Yeah. Um, but it's UFC. Um, and that's really exciting. It's for August, so... You know I'm going to try to make George make us go to Ireland after we go to Greece, before we go to California. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. And this also coincides with uh, the part of the podcast where we get deeply personal about our relationship. Because yesterday I was doing the math of our travel (laughs) over the past couple years. And I'm pretty sure we could have either invested in a good savings account or maybe uh, perhaps some retirement. But, um, but fuck it, we just keep traveling, so uh, we're going to Dublin on August 15th. <laughs> Who's going to join us? <laughs> Ooh, we should we should do a freaking Holy Hands of Dome and Fist uh, group, group vacation. If it could be anywhere, that would be a good one. Short flight from New York. Yeah. Guinness Factory. Jameson Distillery. Everyone can come see my fam. That's right. $2,000 per person. For the flights only. Audio wink. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be really cool. Uh, but before then, we still got to plan uh, Friday night fights. I'm looking at the dates, so eventually we'll get them. And we'll do Friday night Muay Thai fights in the city that we've talked about. Um, so then, going in the pattern of repeating what we've already talked about, number five in the top five is Deontay Wilder's corner throwing in the towel. 
So why this stands out, and I think I wanted to talk about this separately, is that... For you, sure separate. You've heard me talk about it multiple times that, like, I think there should be more draws. I think there's, like... like Felder Hooker, I think that should have been a draw. That was a split decision in a freaking other country. Like, so weird. People fought so hard. There should not be a thing that draws are bad because it was an amazing fight and both guys fought hard. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I stand even more behind is that people need to start throwing in the towel more. There has to stop this freaking old school feeling about like I'm a warrior I'm gonna go out on my shield and stuff like that throwing in a towel means that you get to live to fight another day number one first it just extends your career number two man it's part of the human condition to be a hypocrite like we're all hip hypocritical and all this stuff but like you can't talk out of both sides in your mouth when you're like, especially someone like Dante Wilder who I think I just found out had, I knew he had four kids I think he might have eight kids Oh, Lord. And it's like, you do everything for your children. Mm. You literally sacrifice yourself for your children to fucking give them a better life. And I'm all for that, and I get it. But then you can't say, yo, I want to go out on my fucking shield. When you don't have to, man. You're not fighting a war. You're not fighting for your life. You're fighting for millions of dollars. Fucking live to not have your kids clean up your drool or more than they're already going to have to. Like, naturally, dude. You were getting the fucking shit kicked out of you. And nobody who was watching that fight could have said that it wasn't going to get devastatingly, like, worse. Like, it wasn't like, oh, man, he's still kind of hanging in there but or whatever. But you know the argument. Wilder is known for his ability to have dude. that one shot. I disagree. Yeah. Personally, but I could see how other people would say that. So now, apparently, this like guy who's the assistant head co or assistant coach in his corner is saying uh, uh, he was the one who threw in the towel. So they're basically saying that like he Wilder's gonna fire him and he's gonna have all these repercussions. And if stuff he does, like that. you're gonna fire the one person who you can actually trust with your life. Exactly. That's one of the things too. You know. But it's it's fucking weird. I know people will disagree, and I know, and the whole thing is that I understand also me being a hypocrite because I'm a human. I just said they're like these people who go in there and fight, man. They're not they're not like us. They're not normal people. They they have something fucking crazy about them. Mm -hmm. But that's why there has to be someone in the corner who could fucking <laughs> help them out and and get help them help themselves. Yeah, because it's fucking crazy. I heard like a little snippet of Luke Thomas talking about it today, and I know oh he went gosh, into great detail wait. about it, and he's like way smarter than us when it comes to this stuff. But he, he basically just said the one sentence I heard him say was, "This is why boxing needs old men mm. in it, and they need to fucking stay around because they they don't give a fuck about what people think about what what they do. Like yeah. they've seen shit, and they're old enough to know that like there's a long view to you know." Yeah, so interesting. The last fight I remember. Like, being disgusted, really, truly disgusted that a corner didn't throw in the towel was actually Dan Hooker, not his last fight, the one before that, um, fighting Edson Barboza. He, he was barely standing up, and I am shocked that his corner did not throw in the towel, and his coach won Coach of the Year this year. <laughs> and you know what? I'm bringing back what happened two years ago and saying, Eugene Behrman, you should not have been the Coach of the Year. Because if you were a good coach, you would have thrown in the towel. Wow, babe. That's right. Except I don't want to fight Eugene Behrman. I think I like him. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's actually a really cool guy. So what happened with that fight? Edson Barboza was just kicking the shit out of his leg. Was that it? Because you measured it, it before? It was I kicking the shit out of his leg, but he could not stand up. 
he was leaning against yeah, the octagon. So it now. looked like, okay, he's sort of Damn. standing up. He was just taking it and taking it. It was really sad. All right, maybe I'll throw it up on the uh, Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Instagram so that people can check it out. Cool. All right, that rounds out our top five. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys, for another great week. Uh, we love you. This episode was brought to you by Billy for standing by uh, Deontay Wilder no matter what. <laughs> <laughs>